You are listening to the Revolutionary Force in Professional Wrestling Podcast for over 20 years. Reviews, interviews, shoots, news, and opinions like no other. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ring Scoops. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Ring Scoops podcast. Uh, you're listening to this on whatever platform that you uh, prefer, whether it's uh, anchor.fm, uh, ringscoops.com, on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, doesn't matter. Matters is that you are here and we're going to discuss a little bit of professional wrestling. And I realized that my mic went down a little bit on that. We're going to discuss professional wrestling on uh, the Ring Scoops podcast. I don't want to like waste uh, a lot of time. Uh, a little tired tonight as I record this. Uh, just going to kind of run down some topics. And then um, my buddy, uh, the DA, is going to join us on the podcast for the, the Jukebox. Um, recorded that earlier today. We went a little longer than we had anticipated but i thought that we had a pretty good discussion so uh, i'm not gonna you know cut down the recording too much normally like when we go you know we kind of have a little rapport and then we jump into the segment um i think that i think we had a, a pretty good discussion about wrestling themes and some news about an upcoming uh wwe uncaged album that's going to be coming out on spotify pretty soon and the uh, DA's got the details on that. We'll get into that in just a little bit. Um, this past week, uh, according to PW Insider on August 3rd, which was my birthday, by the way. I was in Las Vegas. Um, WWE applied to trademark the term Raw Underground. It's goods and services, entertainment services, namely a show about professional wrestling entertainment services, namely the production and exhibition of professional wrestling events rendered live and through broadcast media, including television and distributed, uh, distributed via various platforms across multiple forms of transmission media. And there's a whole lot more to the, the trademark. Um, it's interesting. I, I myself have been kind of studying, uh, you know, trademarks lately, trademark law, um, the process of what goes through to do a trademark, how to uh, defend your your trademarks when they're approved and whatnot, every single thing that goes down to it. I've been very intrigued by it lately. Um, since the beginning of this year, I've been taking a lot of law classes. I'm pre-law now. Um, and so, you know, it just, it just, it's very interesting to me, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, speaking of WWE, <clears throat> They're going to be returning to airing Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown live pretty soon. Um, according to PW Insider, on August 13th, WWE is going to be taping the uh, August 14th and 17th uh, episodes of, of SmackDown and Raw, respectively. And then the following week, WWE is going to go live on August 21st with SmackDown on Fox. And then the post-SummerSlam Raw on Monday, August 24th on the USA Network. WWE is slated to tape NXT on Wednesday, August 12th, a taping that will cover the uh, August 12th and August 19th episodes. But there's no word yet whether NXT is going to follow Raw and SmackDown to return to, to live broadcasts um, as of yet. So there's that. Um, 
what else is there in wrestling news? I can't. Uh, I saw the the clip from this week's NXT. I haven't watched it, but I saw the clip of the whole um, McAfee and Cole thing, where Cole got punted and Triple H shoved him and whatnot. And I thought that was a very well done segment from the clip that I watched. I should go through and watch the actual episode and see everything surrounding it and whatnot, and uh, you know get a better context of it. But from what I saw. That was a hell of a punt. And then Triple H with those two big shoves just knocking uh, McAfee far, far away. Really interesting to see where this is going to go. It's kind of like a weird pairing for these guys to feud with each other. Another thing that went down uh, this week, too, uh, and this actually happened this morning here on this Friday, August 7th, word going around that brandy Rhodes has uh deactivated her twitter now as of this recording i have no idea if it's back or not i honestly didn't care to check but um yeah i guess uh she uh brandy deactivated her twitter because of the backlash that she had received and in, in, in uh arguments and discussions and debates <laughs> well however you want to term it that she had with various fans online on Twitter last uh, couple days uh, following the announcement of the AEW Heels gimmick and it being $50 a year. And I'm... All right, look. That's... I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm not even in anywhere near the target audience for that. But I, I, I got to say, if any other wrestling company, not just WWE, but if Impact did this... If MLW did this, if New Japan did this, I think that people would give it crap. And thankfully, people gave AEW crap for this because normally they get let off the hook on a lot of things. And they didn't get let off the hook on this one, especially Brandy. She took a huge brunt force of this. But to the point where she deactivated her Twitter, which is funny because she's the chief brand officer, right? So she hops off of social media. One, I think you should have taking care of your brand a little bit better with the engagement of your audience. And second, what does it say when your brand officer is no longer representing your brand on social media? Pardon my language here, but that's bullshit. That's stupid. It really is. Um, I saw a lot of people saying, oh, my God, you know, it sucks that she had to deal with a lot of that stuff, you know, and it's like, you know, fuck her, dude. You know, she brought it onto herself. She talked shit to her fan base. They talked shit back. She couldn't take it. They did. And she uh, she took off like a lot of other people in AEW that, you know, when they don't get their way, when uh, the fans don't drink the Kool-Aid, what do they do? They run off. They they skedaddle with a tail between their legs. And the yellow stripe down their back. Because that's what they do over there. In that three-letter company. I could use that back on that promotion too. It's the same thing. I don't give a fuck. I really don't. Don't care. Um, Let's see here. What's this? Uh, The sale of the XFL to Alpha Aquigo. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, LLC. The group led by Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Danny Garcia was approved this morning during a conference call this morning by the U.S. District Judge Lori Silverstein. Uh, 
So it looks like everything is is going through really well with uh, the XFL being purchased by Danny Garcia and Dwayne Johnson. And it says that there's hope to resume the XFL with a 2021 league schedule. Um, and also here, there's interesting news. As of as part of today's hearing, former XFL commissioner Oliver Luck was given or yeah was given his blessing to resume his wrongful termination lawsuit against Vince McMahon personally as well. Oh man, that's huge. That's cool. Uh, the XFL purchase for fifteen million dollars brings them all of the XFL assets. They also agreed to take on, quote, certain specified liabilities, end quote, and finance $9 million up from eight point five toward any payments that are needed to cure previous financial defaults from the old owner, Vince McMahon. So that's, that's very interesting. It's good news out there. Um, all right, let's see. Before we jump on over to the jukebox and finish up the podcast here, Monday Night Raw this past week uh, introduced an interesting concept by Shane McMahon called Raw Underground. And uh, it took place at the Performance Center, but it looked like it was done in like a, uh, a loading area or a, a warehouse area. It looked a little grungy, kind of had uh, like the vibes of the um, Smells Like Teen Spirit uh, music video from Nirvana from back in 91 kind of had like that that look to it the wrestling ring didn't have ropes but it still had everything else to it and Shane McMahon out there with a microphone acting like um, what's his name I can't even remember his name now from 8 Mile Makai um, uh, Pfeiffer's uh, character on there you know what I'm talking about though right with the underground battles. That's what Shane McMahon reminded me of while these guys were in the ring and they were just duking it out, just straight street fight kind of stuff. Um, MMA street fight, a mix with all that kind of stuff. It like, I, I text my buddy Mac when we were texting back and forth about it. It, I called it, uh, MMA society X. If that makes any sense to everybody out there, they used to watch wrestling society X on MTV. It kind of had like that, that, like if MTV had done their own MMA, it probably would have looked like Raw Underground. Um, I thought it was interesting. Um, I think it has a lot of potential. Um, I love the way that it ended. With um, well, first off, some of the the people that were in there, the, the Dolph Ziggler kind of cracked me up in there. Um, seeing the the Viking Raiders there. I thought it was was fantastic. Uh, you know, some of the NXT guys that are there trying to do a little shoot fighting. Uh, the strippers, I thought was funny as hell. Um, the way that this segment ended, that ended Monday Night Raw, the Hurt Business. Hurt Business is booming. By MVP, Shelton Benjamin, and Bobby Lashley. I love the group. I love what they're doing. Uh, them seeing Raw Underground and saying, screw this, we'll take over. And the look of Shane McMahon, it reminded me of the scene in No Holds Barred when they're doing uh, you know, the first broadcast out of that bar and Zeus shows up and Zeus just destroys everybody. And the network executive dude, jockass himself, right, gets on the mic and he's like, here is your winner. What's your name? Zeus. 
like that's what it kind of reminded me of because like the hurt business showed up and they just mopped the floor with everybody they just destroyed them and shane mcmahon jumps in like he's like trying to fit in right and he's like yeah yeah the hurt business ah yeah you know kind of thing the hurt business i think is is perfect for this raw underground thing mvp is doing fantastic work with this group. This group is just, it's over the top. It's its amazing. I, I love it. Uh, I love the way Raw ended. I love a lot of stuff about this Raw Underground thing. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see where this is going to go. I can't wait to see it unfold more. Definitely looking forward to Monday Night Raw this week to see where they go with this. Is it perfect? No. It, does it seem like it's something that's completely... Um, fleshed out eh, I don't know but this is definitely going to be something that's going to help the hurt business and if it gets them over even more that's all that matters that's good for me man that really is that's good anyway that's that's some of the wrestling news and my opinions about that raw underground thoughts on raw and whatnot. Uh, so there you go. That's that's it for my thoughts on that. Um, we're going to get over to the jukebox in just a minute here on the Ring Scoops podcast. And uh, exactly that. You are listening to the Ring Scoops podcast. And I'm that Ring Scoops guy. It is time for the jukebox, ladies and gentlemen, right here on the Ring Scoops podcast. A I got of weeks. my quarter. You got your quarter? Yeah, I'm ready to put it in the jukebox, baby. Yeah, well, you're paying like 1990 prices. I'm talking about 1950 prices when this costs a nickel. Oh, a nickel. You hear that, DA? I heard it. Ooh. You heard it. Okay. Uh, the concept is simple, ladies and gentlemen. Since this is the second time that we're doing this, I have to say it. Maybe until we get, like do this five times, and it'll be like normal. Uh, I got my buddy, the DA, here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, waka waka. <laughs> we got my buddy DA here who is like Howdy. the biggest fan of wrestling themes that I know of. This dude is like, he's got the hookup on a lot of things. And the concept of this segment is real simple. We'll play like the first 20 seconds, which I know we did like five seconds last time. But we'll do like five seconds. Five seconds. Yeah. We'll do 20 seconds this time of a theme. It's on random on Spotify. I searched in WWE randomly selected one of the albums. It's on okay. shuffle. So we'll just play that. And then uh, whatever comes to mind, uh, he and I will talk about it for you know a couple minutes. But before we get into that real quick, uh, DA has got a scoop for you here on the Ring Scoops podcast. For, for once, the Ring Scoops guy isn't the only one providing the scoops. So oh, I, 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 I'm going to go down the road and get two scoops later. <laughs> Alrighty then. I don't know how many of you are fans of the uh, WWE album series called Uncaged that's been released digitally on Spotify, YouTube Music, iTunes, etc., wherever you find your music. Uh, but this week, we finally got the track list of the next edition. It'd be WWE Uncaged 13. And it's quite a diverse set of tracks here. Uh, just real quickly, I'll go through the track list. Papa Shango, Ooh. Davari from 2006, 
Ooh. Like uh, Bill DeMont's first theme when he uh, became Bill DeMont, not, uh, you know, when he was Hugh Morris in the WWE. Uh, Aldo Montoya. I, I don't remember that, but I looked the picture. It looked like one, two, three kid. No, it was just incredible. Oh, like, I mean, they could have been brothers. <laughs> Speaking of brothers. And the, they're happy <laughs> and they're colored. <laughs> Speaking of brothers, the the next team on the list is the Beverly Brothers. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love the Beverly Brothers. What a great looking tag team. (laughs) Do you remember when uh, Val Venus used his real name, Sean Morley, and became the chief of staff for Eric Bischoff? Yes, I do. Well, his theme's on here. I don't remember his theme, though. (laughs) It was very, like, very generic sounding. (laughs) But, you know. Us theme nerds, we gotta have it all. Gotta get, we gotta catch them all. Uh, Deuce and Domino, you remember Deuce and Domino? <laughs> yeah, and I remember one of them uh, dropped the Undertaker almost <laughs> at WrestleMania twenty five. Yeah, I had a uh, had a buddy of mine tell me about that firsthand. I, <laughs> this, is, this is one that I thought that we already had, but I guess we didn't. Uh, Karma's theme, bad oh. vibrations. Okay. Um, as some kind of Goldust theme, which I'm interested to see which theme it is because there's like I feel like Goldust is one of those characters that had a lot of variations of his theme, and and the variations were probably very slight changes though, right? Minus yeah. minus minus when he was the artist formerly known as Goldust, that was considerably different. Yeah, uh, do you remember when Shawn Michaels? And his tag team partner, God, fought Vince McMahon and Jake oh, McMahon at Backlash. Yeah. I remember when God was coming out and, and Vince was like, no, this is the WWE. We got we to gotta make it funky. And, and uh, God used a ripped off version of uh, the Brockasaurus' theme. I can't remember his name. Brody's Clay? Mm, okay. I don't remember that, but sounds yeah, like it'd getting, be legit. Yeah, we're getting that theme. Uh, Red Rooster's theme, uh, some variation of You're Gonna Pay by The Undertaker, which was last week's, or not last week, but last time we did uh, the yeah. new box, we, we had The Undertaker's theme on there. With lyrics. Yeah, so I'm like, which one is this one? Because on uh, Anthology, we had two versions, the one with lyrics and the one without lyrics. So I'm like, okay. Uh, real quick, uh, you said Red Rooster, right? Yeah. All right, I don't want to get too much into it. Just a, a quick uh, recommendation for those that have not, and I don't know if you have it or not. Uh, this week on Jim Cornette's drive-through, uh, they did a little discussion about uh, uh, when they were talking about Bruce Pritchard and Bruce Pritchard uh, talking about uh, Terry Taylor not getting over as the Red Rooster and Jim Cornette. It's just it's funny. You got to hear it because uh, Cornette's just like you know. It, I was having a conversation with him. It's just me and Bruce together, and no one else is all private. And he still wouldn't admit that it was a fucked up gimmick. You know, <laughs> I guess he was just trying to say that Bruce Pritchard was just like, well, you know, if Terry Taylor, you know, would have just uh, went all into it. You know, it, it would have got over. He goes, no, man, it was just the, the horrible gimmick to begin with. It was a horrible gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Red Rooster. I, I'll never understand that one. But then there again, was, you know. in, in third grade, there was a kid that reminded me of the Red Rooster. Cause he had a, a mullet and the way he would run, he was a little, you know, chubby kid. The way he would run his hair would let, it would let, they look like curtains swaying back and forth like the red <laughs> rooster. And I'd always call him red rooster in third grade. 
did he like it or did he, was he like, I don't know what you're talking about, boy? I don't remember his reaction. I just remember calling the kid Red Rooster. And he didn't even have red hair. He was a blonde kid. It's just the mullet reminded me of it. All righty, then. Imagine that. Wait, being wait. in the third grade and your parents give you a mullet. I guess you didn't have much of a choice in the third grade, right? No, Ma, I want the flat top. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going bald. <laughs> yeah. All right, make Foley's kid Dewey. He had a choice. He wanted to look like Owen. I, I killed the whole segment there. <laughs> I guess I came, Dewey. <laughs> what are some anyway, of the other more, uh, track listings? We got three more tracks. It's uh, Sting's theme music, which is another one I felt like we've had. That's uh, the one he used in WWE, though, right? Yeah. I hate that theme. It's such a weird theme. It really is with all it the pros and stuff. Like the Titan Tron fits them, but the music don't. Yeah. I wanted David to hear Art the Smith. hair piercing, you know, theme that he had WCW. <laughs> David Hart Smith's theme when he went solo in 2007. And, Be- uh, oh, so that was, that was before uh, the Canadian Bulldog. Oh, okay. If you, uh, 2007. So that was even before the uh, – was that after or before uh, Heart Foundation or – Heart Dynasty was 2009. Heart Dynasty. Oh, okay. Yeah, because remember, you and I went to Raw after WrestleMania 24 and a dark match. He came out, and it was uh, known as the Canadian Bulldog, and remember, we popped pretty hard oh, yeah. for that. Yeah, at yeah. first, we kind of looked at each other like, Canadian Bulldog, and we're like, holy crap, that's awesome. Yeah, then we realized who it was. Yeah. <laughs> we put two and two together. <laughs> Okay. And the last track is called Friendly Feud, which we don't know exactly who's that for, but it might be uh, Kidman and uh, the Smiley Guy, London. Mm. Oh, I remember that feud. That was when uh, Kidman was changing his look up. Like he, uh, he looked like a dude that was vacationing in Miami, sitting in the front row with those sunglasses on. And yeah, I liked that. I always liked Billy Kidman. It was, a, it was a good talent. Yeah, Billy Kidman was awesome. Then he got fat. <laughs> so what date does this uh, album come out? Uh, no official date has been announced, but usually uh, the way that we found out that this was actually going to be released was the uh, tracks were put into Shazam's um, database. Mm-hmm. So usually within maybe a week or so, uh, WWE has a track record of releasing these during special events. So I would say maybe SummerSlam. That's what it was about a week and a half away. Yeah, that, that's what I would say. All right. Right on, right on. I look forward to it. Oh, me too. I, I love these. It's always great to get these, you know, unreleased themes that nobody really wants. Or, you know, not necessarily. <laughs> you know, everything you kind of think about is like, oh, what's, give me one theme you want. Oh, I want the, the Beverly Brothers theme. Oh, hell yeah. Know. I would love the Beverly <laughs> Brothers theme, man. Or how about how about that Navari theme from 2006 when he went solo? I'm like, what? Dude, I want the freaking Orient Express theme, man. 
Uh, it was a great I, thing. They used that for so many different Asian characters in the 80s and 90s. I, I really liked uh, Kenzo Suzuki's theme. That was cool. Kenzo Suzuki was a talent that I, I believe should have gotten a, a better deal out of uh, his run, but I don't know. I don't know if it was booking or if he just didn't give it his all. Maybe it was because he was Swiss. <laughs> Wait, no, no, he's Japanese. Sorry, <laughs> a Swiss Suzuki. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was. He was really cool. And, and you know, when they put him in a tag team with uh, Rene Dupree, that even freaking worked. And I was like, what? What world was that supposed to work? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, two thousand four. Was was an interesting year because they brought in some of those characters like Mordecai and. And Kenzo and Mordecai. I think Bobby, I think Bobby Lashley, I think debuted around that time or maybe 2005 and then Kennedy as well. Nah, Kennedy had fucking amazing themes that I've been waiting for. Like I'm just waiting for his theme. I I thought we would get close with this, uh, uncaged, but no, not probably next one. I know that's one that a lot of people have been asking for for years is for the Kennedy theme. I, I got a question for you about a theme real quick before we jump into the actual segment here. Um, Cause I've been watching a lot of these old uh, 1999 raws and pay-per-views um, right. between the time that triple H joined the corporation until he had the theme that started what we eventually know now, you know, where, you know, you know, the theme that he had, you know, is it on, you know, there was mm-hmm. a generic theme that he had. Mm. Has that ever been released? I think that one was released in a uh, uncaged, okay, album, which we could look up. Uh, I think it was what he was part of the corporation, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, what I'm watching now. He's got the theme that we know now. Uh, um, my time. Yeah, and and it's it's funny because he went. I think like three weeks where that didn't have lyrics. It was just the theme, and yeah. then they pop lyrics to it. But the theme yeah. in between, you know, the DX run and then my time, he had some weird thing. I, I think it was like a month and a half, two months that he had that. Yeah, I, I think that one has been released. And it's funny that you mentioned Triple H because uh, I believe it's his, what, uh, 20th anniversary or some, something ridiculous anniversary coming up, right? Where he's been in the company for X amount of years. Yeah, they're 25. Actually, they're actually releasing an album, of a vinyl album with themes with his themes on it in, in the WWE shop. And uh, I think there's going to be some unreleased themes on there. So that should be pretty awesome when that gets released. Hmm. I can't wait for that. I got to get a vinyl player for that. I've always wanted to get one of those. There's got no room for it, but yeah. All right. Yeah, um, something, uh, you know, just to put a nice bow on it, you know, I've been told, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I've been told that music on vinyl is better than on CD or digital or any other medium that you can listen to music to. I'm like, Oh, that would be interesting to hear. Well, yeah, I think it comes down to, it's just, you know, it's more, um, more high fidelity with it is with like digital music. Sometimes you can pick up like different weird high pitched sounds and noises because mm-hmm. you know because it's digital so if it gets corrupt then you start getting weird stuff with it but oh, yeah. if it's like on vinyl or even on tape you know it's it's just different plus you hear like the record needle and all that stuff and just good stuff all right so are you ready for the segment i'm ready 
All right. So I'm going to go ahead. I got I got the iPad cranked up. I'm going to move the mic a little closer so we can hear it. And I'm going to go ahead and hit the button. Here we go. It's part of the odd. Right. And this version, too. I feel like it's like kind of not fair for it to land on that because we talked about him already. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny that, you know, I, I remember that theme from Survivor Series 2007 is when it debuted. But I, what I remember the most about it was that 2002? they actually... 2002, yeah, my bad. Uh, they had released it the day before, like online or something. I, I can't remember exactly. I think it was a, a CD that was coming out, and that was like an exclusive online track or something if you bought the CD. The anthology. Like, oh, yes, that's what it was. Yep. And uh, everybody was like, this is going to be Kidman's theme. How is this going to play out? And then he came out to it, and I was like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. I, I remember that because um... – First, I remember the marketing for for it. it. I was watching Raw one night, and like it, it made the commercial look like they had come back from from break, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Brett's music hits, and I flipped my <laughs> mind. I was in, like way back in the day. I used to go into like chat rooms while Raw was on, and everyone in the chat was like, "Fucking Brett's back!" And then all of a sudden they started showing like all the archive footage and then they were just like WWE anthology uh, released exclusively, you know, or FYI or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. And then like the next week they did the same thing, but it was with uh, American, uh, uh, real American with Hulk Hogan's theme. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Cause I was like, I think Hogan was taking some time off at that time. Uh huh. And I was like, oh, Hogan's back. And it got me again with it. <laughs> and I just couldn't take it anymore. I went over to Circuit City, of all places, and ordered the CD. And then when it came out, I do remember, um, I think it was like a, like about a week later. Like, yeah, there was, I got a redemption code to get the MP3 of Kidman's theme. Uh-huh. So it was, that was a bonus for ordering it. That, that anthology CD, man, that was like, at that time the holy grail of freaking music it had you know the best music from all three eras oh, so great like even today you could still play that those any track from those three cds and be like oh this is great <laughs> i still have the the discs and i think i i think i the discs aren't in the packaging for it but i think i got the packaging somewhere in one of my drawers still wow in mint condition because i don't I'm a, I'm a pack rat with that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? I think, I think we had a, a hell of a discussion with wrestling themes and with uh, the news of the new one cage, talking a little bit about Billy Kidman before and after playing the theme, <laughs> <laughs> which that match that he had with Jamie Noble at Survivor oh. Series 2002 shit. That was the match that kickstarted uh, me doing the new format of retro was that match because i remember oh, watching yeah. that and i was like man i would love to do commentary to this match and i had the ipad i was like fuck it, i'm gonna plug the headset in to do it and i did and that's 
and it's funny. I, I honestly didn't expect that we were going to talk this long about this stuff. So <laughs> I'm actually going to take the retro segment off this week. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't like that podcast to go a little too long. I, I know I'm breaking down the fourth wall talking about how you know my thinking methods are for this, but no, nah, that, that was. Uh, I can't wait for the new Uncaged. That's oh, gonna be too. it's gonna be really good, really good. Uh, Da, before we head out, uh, anything that you want to plug? You want to shout out anything? Uh, as always, I just want to thank Screen Discourse for providing the support and, and uh you know everything that they do for my podcast two guys drinking with uh that i do with my buddy rob uh it's on anchor.fm and anywhere else you get your podcast all you have to do is search for two guys drinking that's the number two guys drinking with uh dennis and rob do you guys drink out of the same cup <laughs> no we we have individual cups okay so it's not two guys one cup no. <laughs> okay. Uh, Anchor.fm slash two guys drinking the number two, not written out as two. Uh, check right. that out, guys. Uh, Dennis and Rob have an amazing podcast. Uh, I really enjoy it, especially when uh, when they talk shop about uh, a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> I, I love it. It's like it's like it, 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 it's my equivalent to when somebody brings up Vince Russo on a Jim Cornette podcast. <laughs> As you 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 talk to Rob and you say the last Jedi, that's the last conversation you'll ever have with him. Pretty <laughs> much, I couldn't have said it better myself. Absolutely, uh, Dennis. Thank you so much, man, for uh, uh, joining me on the podcast this week. I really Thanks appreciate for it. Me. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank everybody out there for tuning in to this episode of the Ring Scoops podcast right here on ringscoops.com, youtube.com slash ringscoops, anchor.fm slash ringscoops. If you would like to follow Ring Scoops on social media, it's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all with the same username, Ring Scoops, and also twitch.ringscoops.com if you want to check out some of the live Twitch feeds. Uh, the streams that we do, it's like slam and jam and whatnot. It's good stuff, man. And uh, of course, prowrestlingtees.com slash ring scoops as well for all your ring scoops merchandise. Prowrestlingtees.com slash ring scoops. That's it for this episode of the Ring Scoops podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Until next time, I'm that ring scoops guy saying thank you, good night, and be cool. <laughs>